0: Too many managers avoid giving any kind of feedback, regardless of whether it's positive or negative. If you work for a boss who doesn't provide feedback, it's easy to feel rudderless. In this episode, we will discuss how to improve at work when you're not getting feedback. Welcome to The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me today is my friend and leadership legend, Jack Sanger.
1: Hello, Bri.
0: Now, I remember a long time ago pleading for feedback from an old boss of mine. I, um... I asked how I might improve, you know, what What more can I do? Can I do more? And he simply looked at me and replied, I like that your work always gets done, and I don't ever have to think about it. So I, I, I walked away from this interaction, and I was a little confused. I mean, I guess it was a compliment, right? <laughs> but, but that my work was good enough, I wasn't a problem, but it wasn't really the career growth experience I was desperately searching for at the time. So, Jack, I know you've been a CEO for probably like 50 years, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm sure there – has there been a time in your life when you were just an underling craving feedback beyond, you know, it's fine?
1: (laughs) Yes, I can really relate. My first position as a consultant was terribly frustrating. I'd had no opportunity to watch the senior people in the firm at work. I felt like I'd been tossed into the pool with no swimming lessons, nor any chance to learn on my own. I survived, but could have been much more effective had I received more development early on.
0: You know, there, there are a lot of people now with this great resignation who are probably starting on new career paths. A lack of feedback can be especially disorienting if you're new to a role or new to a company or a recent graduate that's new to the workforce. So what can you do if you are in this situation and you need some really direct guidance and feedback?
1: I would make three observations. First as an employee, you deserve to have the important information given to you by your boss. You are not asking for anything unreasonable. Secondly, I would observe that there are lots of explanations for why the boss doesn't do this with appropriate frequency or quality. We could quickly create a long list. The boss is too busy, he doesn't think about it, not comfortable doing it, she is new at it, doesn't know what you should do, uh, and other things are more important that we're pressing. We could go on and make a long, long list. The suggestion I'd make is not to choose the worst possible explanation. Instead, choose the most generous and positive one. The third observation I would make is that you getting appropriate feedback is something that you and your boss jointly own.
0: Now that's interesting. Uh, And I I, I like that idea of that being something that you jointly own. But how do you establish that relationship and those, those feedback expectations.
1: Yeah, let me, let me offer a couple of tactics that I think can be of help to a new employee or an employee in a new role. After a few days on the job, compile a list of the most important outcomes that you believe would benefit the organization the most. Ask your boss for a brief meeting and present the list to him or her ask if these are the right objectives, ask if they're in the right order, and now you're talking about specifics rather than vague intangibles. This makes it a lot easier for the boss to respond. The second tactic I'd propose is that, it's one you can use periodically, not on a weekly basis, but if you've completed a project, or made a report, or made a presentation, ask your boss for one suggestion about what you could have done to make that report or project or presentation even better. Now you've sent a really important signal that you want feedback that will help you to be an ever better contributor and you've also made it easy for the boss to give you some useful feedback and you've done that by asking for it and therefore you've contained the scope.
0: Yeah I kind of opening up the conversation a lot more that you're you are open to feedback and hopefully you'll get more than it was fine it was great
1: (laughs) you'll get more than you got from your (laughs) from your old boss that's Uh, right
0: now in the absence of specific guidance is there any way to know um what the average boss out there would want you to work on to improve
1: (laughs) yes You know, while everyone will have different strengths and weaknesses that they need to work on, when we've examined our database of performance evaluation information for more than 7,000 individual contributors and 5,000 managers, we noticed a rather reliable pattern. There were five behaviors that managers most often associated with high performance. The first was delivering results. It has the strongest and most consistent correlation with, with skills that the boss really wants. When individuals were able to achieve goals on schedule and did everything possible to get results, managers were impressed. Another critical component was the quality of their work. The person needed to deliver outputs that met high standards.
0: Yeah, so get it done on time with great quality and ask for more. (laughs) Now what else do managers want the most?
1: The second thing that they want is a trusted collaborator. High performance ratings went with being trusted. Being trusted kind of emanates from good interpersonal skills. Strong collaborators were excellent communicators and were held up as role models. Some individuals strive to stand out by working independently so that it's very clear to everyone else who deserves all the credit? Mm-hmm. Our data suggests that those individuals typically fail. The highest performers, on the other hand, cooperated with other groups and were trusted in making decisions.
0: So, Jack, when you said that your data for those who work independently typically fail, why, why, why does that happen?
1: Because they don't get as much help from their colleagues as they would have had they been more of a team player and a collaborator, uh, their grandstanding and show you know showboating uh, isolates them from the rest of the group.
0: Interesting. So being the team player can <laughs> it just makes a big difference in your in lifting your performance because people around you probably know more than you do, especially if you're new. So yeah, establishing those trust, developing relationships is going to make you look better <laughs> to your boss.
1: Right. The next behavior that indicates uh, having a great relationship with with a boss is having strong technical and professional expertise. For both managers and individual contributors, technical and professional competence drove their performance evaluation. People who are devoid of a deep understanding of the technical issues facing the organization work at a real disadvantage.
0: Yeah, learning, learning new technology can be daunting for all of us. When I um, acquired one of those uh, new pressure cookers, I don't know if you have one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I didn't use it for the first, I don't know, four or six months because I didn't want to read the manual. And I was like worried about blowing my hand off somehow <laughs> if I messed it up. But eventually I did realize that it was actually really easy to use. And now I use it all the time. I make rice, potatoes, chicken, whatever. I can see that jumping in and taking the initiative to figure out new software is greatly appreciated by your boss and team members. Right.
1: The next quality that our data kind of identifies is the ability to translate the vision and strategy of the organization into meaningful goals. The best performers understood the organizational strategy and were able to apply that understanding in their job in order to make the most contribution. Those who did not make the effort to connect their work to the company's strategy were really, they appeared to be working in a vacuum. Understanding the strategy impacted performance ratings for both the managers and individual contributors. Finally, our research showed the importance of people marketing their work well. If someone is frustrated or disappointed with their performance rating, they often kind of lament and think, my work should speak for itself. But doing a good job is not sufficient. Other people in the organization need to know that you are doing a good job. The fact is that good work often doesn't speak for itself. Managers are surrounded by hundreds of shiny objects seeking to grab their attention. Your good work needs a little marketing.
0: So many shiny objects, you get lost. And it isn't that you're bragging or you're boasting about your work. I mean, people, people appreciate those who have passion about what they're doing. So just to reiterate, if you're feeling like you want to grow and improve and you're not getting a lot of direction from your manager, here are some things to ask yourself or others on some areas that really make a difference in your performance. First, verify with your boss that you're working on the most important opportunities and that you've got them in the right order, because sometimes we want to put them in a different order than our boss would. Now, second, periodically ask for one specific suggestion from your boss and others about how something you've worked on could have been better. Then, do you have strong expertise in the important elements of your job? Might you need to work on your collaborative skills? And can you more effectively inform those about you of what you've accomplished without it sounding like you're tooting your own horn? How much output do you generate compared with the rest of your team, and how is the quality of what you turn in? So lots of, lots of great questions you have there, Jack. Now, just to turn this around, we talked a lot about the individual contributors, the direct reports, but let's talk a little bit about the managers. Um, and sometimes they don't get a lot of feedback either about their performance, so what is some of the things that we've found in, from our database about what they could do better?
1: There are a couple of things uh, I'd note. One is speed. We have been tracking this dimension for several years. It's become a critical factor influencing individual success. You know, information is flowing faster, competitors are coming out with new products, global dynamics are changing preferences, and the need to work and move fast at at a quick pace is a key differentiator between good leaders and great leaders. In researching our book, Speed, How Leaders Accelerate Successful Execution, we found compelling evidence that leaders who were speedy were rated as being two times more effective as leaders who were not. They had significantly more engaged employees and they were more likely to get promoted. And the second thing I would note is the the ability for a leader to inspire And motivate others. You know, we have rated the effectiveness of this skill for more than 85,000 leaders and found that compared with 15 other leadership competencies or capabilities, this is rated the lowest. Yet, when we asked the 1 million respondents who had given feedback to their managers, when we asked them which competency is most important, inspires and motivates ranks number one. 50 years ago, people might have worked for money alone, but today people want to be inspired and motivated. We also humbly suggest that if you're a manager, you try to get a little bit better at giving feedback, especially sincere appreciation for things done well.
0: Well, hopefully... You all have a lot to consider and improve on um, if you're not getting the feedback that you've been wanting. Pick one and focus on it this week. The 90th percentile on Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna O'Corrin and Jack Sanger and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack Zanger and Joe Folkman, visit our website at ZangerFolkman.com. If you like our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to leave us a nice review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.